Welcome back to Something Better, My Darling podcast. If you've listened before, welcome back. If you're here for the first time, I'm so happy to have you. My name is Mandy Lene. I am here to help women find their purpose without compromising their values and ultimately reach their full potential. Because I used to do all those things. So whether you're struggling with self-worth, confidence, or lack of taking action, this is for you. I'm so excited you're here and I can't wait to get to know you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please be sure to share it with a friend or send me a note on what you'd like to hear or how I could help. All right. So I know that the podcast title is a little bit long, but I feel like it really hits home. Me? Insecure? Nope. But wait, why Why is that person looking at me? I just... I it just made me giggle and I had to leave it this way when I first wrote it. Now this topic has been rolling around in my head for a while and I'm sure it's because I'm getting older and certain things just aren't what they used to be physically speaking and well some mentally but the physical ones seem to be more noticeable to me. You know, more wrinkles, harder to lose weight, which means a little bit more cottage cheese on my legs, and this amazing new discovery called back fat. I'm not sure where that came from. Don't get me wrong. I have never, I mean, never, ever been a size two or four or even six for that matter. But there were times in my life when I was healthier and much more fit. At age 42, I start looking back and wondering, why Why didn't I embrace it then? Why did I think I looked so dreadful? And then I wonder, oh no, should I be embracing this now? Because what am I going to look like in the next 20, 10 years, 20 years? It's going to all be different again. And then I wonder, why do I even care so much? <laughs> oh, right. Because um, I'm a female and that's just how I'm wired. But why? Why, 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 why? Does it actually matter so much to us? Well, newsflash, it doesn't. We just think it does. Side note, I'm not even sure if it's cool to say newsflash anymore. I am sure all of my children would tell me that there is something much more trendy, but I don't even know what that would be. Anyway, does it really matter to anyone but us? Okay, well, people are going to judge you. It's human nature. And you judge people, whether you like to admit it admit it or not. You know, when you're shopping and someone walks by and you're judging them, you're kind of sizing them up, asking yourself questions about them. Now, judging doesn't have to be a, a bad thing. I guess, I mean, it seems like a bad word, but just because you're noticing them and kind of sizing them up doesn't mean you're doing it necessarily in a bad way, but you are doing it. Now, maybe you are the rare case where you totally live in your own world, which is amazing but that's not me (laughs) at all. And my guess is if you're listening to this podcast, that really isn't you either. So knowing that people might be looking at you and sizing you up, we get insecure. And in that, we are going to talk about this in a minute. That doesn't mean just physically. That means professionally as a mom, all of these things, right? We carry all of this, which equates to insecurities for us. So again, I ask the question, why? Well, to really answer that, we have to look at a whole bunch of different situations and locations, kind of like I was just mentioning, right? Work, shopping, home, 
church, networking events where you don't know anyone, networking events where you know everyone, social media. I mean, really, this list can go on and on to wherever you might find yourself throughout the course of a day. And we can kind of group these together in the two different categories, right? Your personal and your professional. And then we can look at like physical, mental, and capabilities. So I'm going to pause for a minute right here and let you know that this podcast quickly became much more than I thought it would be. I thought I was going to sit down on this cold March morning with my little puppy dog, Pepper, drink my coffee while the fire was going and just quick write write this podcast and record it before the kids woke up. Well, apparently this was a much bigger topic for me. And as I started to think about it and where these insecurities were coming from, I just started going down all of these rabbit holes. And well, my darlings, they're everywhere. And clearly we are way past March and I'm still working on this. Well, I was still working on it, completed now. And honestly, I think I had some insecurities about releasing a podcast about insecurities. (laughs) Ironic. I know. Welcome to my crazy brain. Okay, back to this big topic that looms over us daily. We are not alone. According to a study done by Dove, only 4% of women around the world, world, not just the United States, consider themselves beautiful. And in another study, 78% of girls were unhappy with their bodies by the age of 17. Now, having a 13-year-old daughter and two bonus daughters at the age of 15 and 18, I would argue that this age is actually much younger. Clearly, these insecurity stats come from the physical category. And depending on the person, I would also argue that the majority of our insecurities probably stem at physical and then they can roll over into the other aspects of our life. I think of my own insecurities and the ones that take up the most of my headspace and they are generally centered around my weight, my hair, my wrinkles, my outfits, and all of these silly things that truly don't define who we are as a person. My insecurities professionally are different. And they are different depending on what professional setting we're talking about. In the marketing world, I'm a little more confident. I've been doing that for 20 years. I know that space really well. I've seen a lot of transitions. However, in this space, in the helping women space, we're going on about year three here. And obviously, it's my side hustle. So yes, I have a few more insecurities about making sure that everything I'm doing and talking to you ladies about is is helpful and is valuable and is a service for you. I will say one area of insecurity that trumps all of my insecurities, all hands down, is my biggest one is being a parent. (laughs) It's being a mom. And that type of mom that I just, I question myself daily on so many different things. I don't think I've ever felt more inadequate in any space as being a mom. And I'm, if you're a mom, I'm sure you, I shouldn't say that. Maybe you don't feel adequate. Maybe you do. Um, but if you do, I am, I am right there with you. Okay, that was a little bit of a rabbit hole on my own insecurities. But remember, I'm not insecure. <laughs> but I also think it's important for me to walk through those for you because we all have them. Even the women who we think have it all together have insecurities. You know, we might 
think we see this woman walking down the street and she is completely pulled together and her children are walking quietly beside her and no one is fighting and all of these things. But guess what? I guarantee she has some insecurities too. And she might even be battling with depression or anxiety. We just never know. There are some caveats here where there might be a couple of women who are opposite and they, they, they may feel like they are the best and they're the smartest and they never do anything wrong. However, I don't think that is the majority of the women out there. I do think that is a rare, those are more of the rare cases. Now, I do wish I had a little bit of that in me, of course. I wish we all had a little bit of that in us. And at times we probably do. You know, when you are spot on with something you've done at work or you've nailed it as a mom that day or you're really rocking this new outfit you have. Again, rocking is probably not the right word to say, but there are moments when we can feel like that. But how does how does it happen, right? Like how do we as women get so insecure? How do some women have all of this confidence and some women don't? You know, it's just, it it can be confusing, right? And I do not have all of the answers here, but I did do some research. Um, So let's take a look. I want to look at just four areas. There there were more um, that I found, but I wanted to look at these four because they felt like the top ones that we're really looking at today and would resonate with you all. Societal and cultural pressures is one of the first ones. What? I don't think any of us are surprised about this, especially with the amount of modern technology floating around telling us all about the beauty products and health products and everything else that we need to stay fit and young and be beautiful. You know, oftentimes these pressures that we are trying to meet are unrealistic. They just aren't what's out there. And oh my goodness, please do not get me started on Snapchat filters. Come on. I mean, I do kind of like the funny ones that make you look like a puppy dog with your dog wagging or, you know, they make your change your voice and make you sound really silly. But the ones that women feel like they need to use and then post in other areas that are so highly filtered and it's, it's obvious it's not them that's not okay. I don't think that's an okay thing for us to be putting out there as this is what we look like as a society. We also have some comparing and competition that happens as women, right? Kind of back to that we're sizing people up all of the time. I do believe we all do this. Now, some could be to an extreme degree and some much less. And I don't even like to admit that I compare myself to others, but I I do. If I didn't, I wouldn't be insecure. I would be all, yep, this is the way God made me and I am perfect. Sweet. However, that's not really how I go, right? That's not how my day is. It's more of a, why did God make her so tall and skinny? Why did God give her gobs of gorgeous hair? Why did she get a promotion at work when I work here longer and I know the business better? These are questions that will get us nowhere. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. They will get you down a deep pit of self-loathing, but not anywhere beneficial. Past experiences and trauma is a huge one. And this is one that it 
it really does scare me for our younger generation of girls and boys. You know, as they grow up, they are exposed to so much more media that is telling them how they should or shouldn't be. And there's just, there's not an escape from it. You know, we had magazines and things like that, but we would easily put those down and have a break from it. It wasn't constantly in our face. So we have that coupled with their relationships or other experiences they have. You know, if they're, they're bullied at school, if um, they have a, a poor home relationship, what's that going to do? All of that impacts them and has impacted us and how we've been shaped. I've said it before in one of my podcasts, but I was called big boned as a child by a, a close family member. And I've just, I have never forgotten it. Like I can remember where I was, what I was wearing, who I was with, everything, right? And clearly I haven't forgotten it. I still talk about it. So I carried along someone else's perception of me for many years. Now, here's the deal. I'm not really big boned. I mean, I was a little chunky in grade school, but my physical bones are not big. They're normal bones. (laughs) So that whole big bone thing didn't really help me out. Or let's revisit that high school boy that barked at me at a track meet. You know, I didn't go to my school. It was a less than 30 second interaction from this kid I did not know at all. But you know what? That hurt and cut bad. One more for you. I was told by an executive at a company that I worked for more than 10 years ago at this point that I was a horrible writer. This one has been so difficult to shake, especially when you think that my full-time daily job is in marketing and communications. Lots of writing happening here. One person told me this. She was the only person who had told me this. But yet, I second-guessed my writing all of the time. Podcasts are a little different to me because I just get to talk, but it was really, really hard for me to hear this. And I think this is what's tricky too. We just never know which which experiences are truly going to impact us until it kind of rears its ugly head again, or which kind of experiences are going to impact our children. And there are times where we don't want to think back or I don't want to think back and admit that something impacted me as much as it did, or maybe it's too painful to go back and remember those things. I've said it before, I'll say it again, I am not a counselor. I cannot adequately guide you and coach you through um, severe trauma or difficult experiences, sexual abuse, physical abuse, any type of abuse or trauma that, that may be there. So please go see a counselor, a professional that really can guide you through some of those experiences if you need that. All right, the last kind of grouping that I want to look at for this is our current relationships. The relationships we're in today are so very important, not just our past ones, right? The ones we're currently finding ourselves in. Who are you surrounding yourself with? What type of friends do you have? I hope they are encouraging and supportive and they they push you to be your best. And if they aren't, please consider putting some distance between you and them. I know that won't be easy, But you really need to look at how those friends are helping you be your best self. And and how does your significant other treat you? What words are spoken? And, And not just significant others, but even loved ones. You know, many times it feels like the most hurtful words can come from those people because we do love them and we do trust them and we don't want to disappoint them or even worse, feel like we're not enough for them. 
creating boundaries for loved ones is difficult. And that could be a podcast of its own. And I'm not the best at that. So (laughs) I should probably bring on an expert for that one. But we do need to work on creating healthy boundaries and spending time with the people who build you up. And this leads perfectly into, okay, now we might have a better idea of where these insecurities are coming from or how people have different ones, but what in the world can we do about them? First, we need to recognize our own negative thoughts and those spirals. It's this ugly voice in your head. Now, I did do a podcast about this that talks about naming that voice. And and then you can talk to that voice. So it's not, you're not shaming yourself, right? You're not even taking yourself further down this guilt game, but really just name it. And then you can tell it to be quiet, right? Like, knock it off, Nancy. That's what I always say. Knock it off, Nancy. Like, stop chirping. I don't need that. And then you can challenge Nancy on what's wrong. Speak the truth that you know, that you know to be accurate that can discount those negative negative thoughts that are happening. Please be nice to yourself in that process. <laughs> that is the best way to do it. Focus on your good stuff, your strengths, your accomplishments. And these don't have to be huge. Sometimes I think when we hear the word accomplishments, we think they have to be like these massive things like I ran a marathon yesterday or I was a Nobel Peace Prize winner. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, here's a great example. Yesterday, I only ate half of a Reese's Crunch Ice King bar. Yep, just half. That was a win for me because I have been eating one a day. If you follow me at all on Instagram or Facebook, you know that we ended up with boxes of these Reese's bars and they are so delicious and apparently I can't stop eating them. So it was a win for me (laughs) to only eat half. So instead of beating myself up for eating it, it's perspective, right? Give yourself a little bit perspective here and focus on all of those goods that you have going. This next one ties into your current relationships. Surround yourself with positive, supportive people. Remember the saying, birds of a feather flock together? Well, again, it's probably one of those old sayings and you might not remember it. But what it means is that people who are the same, the personality types, interests, they're going to stay together. They're going to flock together, right? So if you find yourself sitting around and spending time with a whole bunch of negative people and there's nothing productive coming out, You're going to have to take a hard look in the mirror and say, is that what I'm turning into? Is that what I've become, right? Chances are you might have some of those negativity traits starting. So remove yourself from that. Find the the birds that have those feathers that you like, that you're striving to be, and spend time in, in those circles. I also want you to take care of yourself. I know this one is really hard for us, especially if you're a mom. But you know what? The older I get the more I have been able to identify what I need and when. I know I need alone time, just me. And if I don't get that time, I get very grumpy and irritable and sad. I mean, not just grumpy and irritable, I get sad too. My alone time allows me to do this, write podcasts, record podcasts, go on a walk without breaking up fight between kids, not having to really justify myself to anyone. And and just having amazing conversations with Jesus and being in in the outdoors. This is why I do love my miracle mornings, but there are times where that's just not enough time. I need like a, a day, a full day for just me. 
I also know that I feel a lot better when I'm working out and eating right. Even if I'm not losing weight, now granted, I love to see the scale move, but I just feel better. And there's easy things too, like dancing, laughing, spending one-on-one time with Bill and the kids. This all brings me joy. Find out what brings you joy and do more of it. And don't feel bad if you need to ask for that time. Okay, this is a big one. I'm going to need you to brace yourselves. Put down your phone. Unless you're listening to the podcast, then keep your phone up for a little bit longer. But minimize your exposure to triggering media. If you know that every time after you scroll Facebook or Instagram for what you said was going to be 10 minutes and then turns into an hour, you feel like garbage, then don't do that. Who cares if Betty Sue just took her whole family to Europe for two weeks? Guess what? That does not impact your life at all. Who cares if someone else put a giant sign in their yard for their kid's birthday and then rented a limo and 10 of their friends went somewhere? Great. I'm so glad that they have the means to do that. Again, doesn't impact your life. But you know what? It might trigger you to go down this hole of, why can't we do that? Why don't I have that? Knock that off. Knock it off, Nancy. Don't do it. Just avoid it. Another one, which we've touched on already, but talk to somebody. If you are in a difficult spot and you can't see a way out, please talk to a counselor. I firmly believe we all need a counselor. This unbiased voice is just amazing. I was actually talking with my kids' counselors the other day, and I said, can I can I come see you? And she was like, absolutely. I said, because I, I want to talk to you. So I am on board with everybody seeing a counselor and just having that, again, that unbiased voice, I think will do us all a lot of good. Okay, and this last one is one of my all-time favorites. Gratitude. Just be thankful. My guess is that if you have the luxury of listening to this podcast, you probably have some other amazing things to be thankful for as well. You've heard me talk about my gratitude journal before, and I just, I highly recommend it for everyone. I do five a day, just five. And they don't have to be earth shattering, kind of like your accomplishments. They don't have to be anything major. The other day I wrote down, I'm thankful for deodorant. Now that it's getting warm and hot and sunny, yeah, I am super thankful for deodorant. You know, it really is these everyday luxuries that we probably take for granted that it's easy when we start listing them to be like, oh my goodness, we have so much to be thankful for. Of course, there are other big ones too, like air conditioning, uh, a loving family, a great job. I promise you, you are not going to run out of things to be thankful for. And you will feel so much better when you focus on what you do have versus what you don't. Okay, my darlings, I have rambled enough. I hope this helps and gives you some perspective. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. God does not make mistakes. It is just up to us to live out our purpose. Maybe you are ready to take this journey and start taking massive action to reach your potential, or you could be trying to decide. Either way, I'm so excited to have you here. My soul is on fire to help you. Just a reminder that if you like this podcast, please be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and tell a friend about it too. 
Connect with me on Instagram or Facebook at Something Better My Darling. Or if you'd like to see me and my kiddos and our fur babies, you can find me at Mandy Linnae. This is Something Better My Darling. Thank you for listening. Make today great, my darlings.